hit me. From Studio A in Arcata, behind the Redwood Curtain, it's time for... Suckatash. Suckatash Clips, the original comedy soundcast featuring snippets from comedy... Soundcasts. And here's your host from up the coast, practically unknown outside of comedy soundcasting, comedy soundcast soundcaster, Tyson Sainer. Saluto, Nestus me, Tyson Saner. Welcome to episode 249, which is the first official episode of season 5 of Suckatash the Comedy Soundcast Soundcast. That's right, it's season 5 and the show is no longer being called Suckatash Shut-In, as explained last week in episode 248, which was our 10-year anniversary show and featured Mark Hershon, Joe Paulino, Bill Haywatt, and yours truly in an extra special conversation and trip down memory lane extravaganza. I urge you to check out the episode if you haven't already. I would like to point out that during that conversation, I incorrectly stated that I had been contributing to Succotash since 2012. I looked in the archive, and it turns out that I sent in two clips that were used in the episode from April 30th, 2013, titled Succotash Epi 57, Boozin' with Bill, in parentheses, again, which I will link here. Oopsie. At any rate... That means that in 10 days from when this episode is posted, I will have been contributing to this program for 8 years. My apologies for any confusion this may have caused. So, this episode, I've got clips for you from the Soundcast's The Blood Buddies Horror Podcast, Whack Brackets, and Day Drinking with Gary and Elliot. I'm also going to include a vintage advertisement from our longtime fake sponsor, Henderson's Pants, for good measure. Let's get to the clippage. First up, The Blood Buddies, Horror Podcast. That is The Blood Buddies, then there's colon, and then Horror Podcast. And it's from Monster Kid Podcasts. Its show description says, Come join Brian and David every other Friday to discuss a horror movie based off a theme from a roulette wheel. This clip is taken from an episode posted January 18th, 2018. And it's about the movie from 2015 called It Follows. The theme of this episode is Movies with Rules. So, the episode description says, Woof, sorry about the late post. We had a bit of technical difficulty halfway through, so we had to finish recording and editing on the day of release. It follows, from 2015, director David Robert Mitchell, quote, After a strange sexual encounter, a teenager finds herself haunted by nightmarish visions and the inescapable sense that something is after her, unquote. And that source is from uh, RottenTomatoes.com. Additional topics are listed as tattoos, guest stars, and how, quote, it, unquote, can, quote, follow, unquote. So, yes, this clip features a dissection of the film's opening moments. It follows. Opens up with, it's about, like, I think it, it looks like it's dusk. I can't tell if it was. Yeah, anyways. it's definitely, like, sundown. Oh, yeah. And it's just, like, this suburban neighborhood. And it shows up to, like, a house, and suddenly this woman just busts out of the out of the house, and she's wearing lingerie, like some sort of skimpy, silken outfit with heels on. Humongous heels. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Like, big and, like, orangey-red. Like, yeah. why is she wearing such giant heels? And just she, running. She ran in those better than Bryce Dallas Howard did, and... Jurassic World. Just saying. 
proud of that. They were was she at her cute. house or was she at a neighbor's house? I was very. I think confused. she was at her house. Um, just because, like, I think she just like runs in and back out of it. Because it would make sense if like she was like all dolled up and like she had yeah. just ho- hooked up with somebody and that like the person she hooked up with was like just trying to pass it on to her or something like that. That was like what I was wondering because it was like. Like, why Why would you be wearing lingerie and red heels just at home? Yeah, she must Fair. have been at a neighbor's house or something. But then, like, was that Fair her dad? Hold on. It follows. Come on. <laughs> I, I, have the new, I have the new Apple TV, so you can, like, Siri. Eh. So, I'm just going to check out in the beginning. So, wait, so, like, was that her dad? That was her dad when... It... So why would her dad be at some other... Like, was it well, actually her dad? Did he talk, well, no, or was it... The first frame, phone? like, the first frame of is the neighborhood, and she's, like, just kind of in the street first, right? Uh, hold on. And, and then she runs, and ta- runs inside. I'm, I'm watching the beginning real quick. <laughs> okay, so it's neighborhood, street, pans to the right. That's not morning? That's nighttime? Yeah, and it does look a little more morning. That that part doesn't It's matter. sunrise, early sunrise. Yeah. Okay, so it pulls up to Ferris Bueller-looking house. Yeah, no, I think that's the same house. Um, so she's running, 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 running in grass and heels. Which, I don't know how her shoes didn't sink in. So, there's like a whole thing about this movie just in general. We'll, we'll probably yeah. bring it up a little later. But on, so she talks to the neighbor lady. She's looking, looking, looking. Okay, so it is her dad. Yeah, and then she runs, 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 panning, panning, panning. All right, I guess this is more of a tracking shot. Yeah, she just runs into the same house. So maybe she just brought someone over. It could be. she just runs back inside and gets keys. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. She might have just brought someone over. Yeah, probably. Like, I could see that being her pajamas. They're not, like, it's not... They're not, like, sexy. Yeah. But... Necessarily. Like... The heels are... The heels is is really what gets me. Why is she wearing them? It does... I mean, it does have the great title of... Or the song that plays in the background is called Heels. I mean, of course, it was named after the movie was made, but um, that I do find it weird that the official theme of it is uh, whatever. It's called Heels, which only happens like once in the whole movie, but uh, it is something very fascinating with me, and uh, um, one other podcast I actually listened to, they talked about this movie specifically, about how great the soundtrack is that Disaster Piece was able to make a theme based off of one note. And like you can in, like once you first hear it you instantly recognize it's like, oh, that's when it shows up and it's just the whole like beep 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 and everything's just like crashing at you. I think it's really cool. Anyways, so she she's like running around, she like does like a whole circle back into her house grabs the car keys uh, 
and then just takes her dad's car and just fucking drives. And she drives to the beach. Yeah, to uh, to the beach, and she just calls her dad and it's like, "I love you. I'm sorry that can be such a shit sometimes." You know, and she's like, and uh, she just kind of stares at her at the car uh, that's parked like right in front of her with the lights still blaring, and then. Let's cut it off there. I don't want to include any more spoilers, and this discussion is essentially a rundown of pretty much the entire movie. I do enjoy listening to these types of film discussion podcasts, but it is sometimes difficult to know where to cut exactly, and that's entirely on me. So I would like to point out that on the uh, on the Blood Buddies podcast page, which is at their Patreon, which you can find at www.patreon.com forward slash the Blood Buddies, T H E B L O O D B U D D I E S. It, it says the Blood Buddies is a horror podcast hosted by David, Chris, Stephanie, and Brian. So you may have noticed during the clip that there were extra voices in there, and I'm not sure when it went from its original description to adding more hosts. But then it also says every week we discuss a horror movie as decided from a roulette wheel of spooky themes. So here's the thing there is no individual Twitter for Brian, David, Chris, or Stephanie, but you can contact the show at thebloodbuddies.com forward slash contact, and you can reach the show on Twitter. It's the sole Twitter account for the entire program, and that's at thebloodbuddies. And once again, that is T-H-E, this is all lowercase, by the way, B-L-O-O-D-B-U-D-D-I-E-S. Next up, Whack Brackets from Smartacre LLC. In the show description, it says, Asking the burning questions you never knew you wanted answered until we ask them. We bring on fellow podcasts and friends of the show to bracket off similar contestants using irrelevant, ever-changing questions. Pending FDA approval. So the clip is from an episode from April 11th, very recently. It is episode 58, and it's called Redneck Events with Trashy Trashy, colon, Mutton Bustin'. So yes, the episode description says, Turn up your country music and grab your natty. We're bracketing off Redneck Events with Erica and Cassandra from the Trashy Trashy Podcast. The categories include Demolition Derby versus Rodeo and Tractor Pull versus Gun and Knife Show. Now, Succotash has clipped uh, Trashy Trashy in the past, and both Erica Curry and Cassandra Cardenas have been guests on Antisocial Show, which I'll talk more about later in this episode. Roll the clip. Which one of these two events is more likely to bring out your inner redneck after a few too many drinks, Cassandra? Drinking your boxed wine, tell me. <laughs> which event? Hands down, going to go Derby. Demolition Derby is going to make me rip, roar, and redneck way faster than a rodeo will. The rodeo will likely, you know, make me cry. <laughs> Why? Some of those guys are pretty damn hot. I'm sensitive. I get sad for the animals and then I get weirded uh, out. And then I get like, and then I just like see the kids and I'm like, I wonder if they like this or if they're just doing this. But like on the derby, I'm like, fucking crush the cars. <laughs> and see, I'm going to go in a different direction. Okay. And I'm going to go with the rodeo making Mike wow. break the tie here Fuck. because if I get drunk enough, I'm going to want to get on somebody's horse Yeah, and I'm going to ask and you're not going to let me for the horse's sake and for my <laughs> own sake. And I'm also going to try and mutton bust, which is where they put the little kids on the sheep. Oh, yeah, that's dope. <laughs> I'm going to try and mutton bust myself if I have too many beers and nobody wants to see that. 
Oh, I definitely want to see that. I, I totally disagree. I'm I'm all in on this. A sheep would just like drag you around. You're supposed to lay on top of the sheep and grab him by the neck and then try to ride him for a certain length of time. And it's called mutton busting. Yeah, there's I would just be like sad. <laughs> but you know what? You're you're a country girl. You you grew up around animals. I, I only know them as, you know, Sarah McLaughlin commercials. <laughs> Yeah, well, you didn't miss a lot. Uh, I'm fortunately not a country boy, but I've grown up around country folk, being from, as I've mentioned a hundred times, the hills of Appalachia, Kentucky, is where my family originally resided. So now I am in a quandary to bust this tie because both arguments are good. Uh, the thing about the demolition derby is that it's kind of stupid. Uh, I mean, it really is. The The purses, from what I understand, if you call them purses, they've recently been raised because, for some reason, it got a little bit popular. To $10,000 sometimes is like a high purse for the winner. I'm like, how the hell do you keep these cars operational and running into each other? And $10,000 is as much as you get. It's just garbage. Now, I did learn a few more things. The 64 to 66 Chrysler Imperial is still banned from most demolition derbies due to the fact that it is almost impenetrable sick it apparently is yeah it's a just an angry vehicle it brings the fucking pain to other vehicles it's pretty impressive but to me i'm thinking if i'm gonna sit back and watch shit if i'm slugging down like draft natty light i'm eating deep fried shit I'm yelling at the car that reminds me the most of the old man down the street that has the car in his front yard that has like three feet of fucking weeds growing through. <laughs> yeah, through the hood. Yeah, this is this is the event I want to go to. Now, the rodeo, as we mentioned, pretty badass. If you're going to get on three-quarters ton of bovine that's pissed off and trying to throw you off the back with sharp horns, you're a bad motherfucker. Don't get me wrong, but I'm not an angry drunk, but I think I'm a funny drunk. And the problem with me is I start saying dumb shit that I think's funny. Those rodeo guys whoop my ass, and they're an mm. earshot. The demolition derby guys, there's so much going on in the engines. They don't hear anything. I can say dumb shit. Those rodeo guys, I say the wrong thing. They're going to fucking whoop my soy boy ass. I want no part of it. <laughs> so to me, if I'm going to get drunk and shit-faced and say a bunch of shit and get my redneck on, it's going to be at the demolition derby. So I'm going to let the demolition derby go on to the next round. All right. All Yeehaw. Right. Yeehaw! <laughs> I actually sound like a natural there, don't I? Yeehaw! Yeah, yeah that's, <laughs> I mean, I can hear the Kentucky. I, don't, don't make fun of my accent, girls. <laughs> never, I, never. Never. <laughs> so you can find the show on Twitter at Wack Brackets. That is capital W-A-C-K, capital B-R-A-C-K-E-T-S. You can find the guests Erica Curry is at Gilly Gal, that is G-I-L-L-Y-G-A-L, and Cassandra Cardenas is at Cass Cardenas, C-A-S-S-C-A-R-D-E-N-E-S. And host Mike is not does not have a personal Twitter account, but apparently does take all interactions through at Whack Brackets. So you might as well follow him there and tell him I sent you. <laughs> 
Hello, friends. Bill Haywatt here. Have you ever noticed that once someone gets to the age of 40, they seem to love all things nostalgic? They want to enjoy the comforts of their more stable adult lifestyle, but yearn for the chance to recapture the vigor and carefree nature of their youth, which is why Henderson's Pants has seized upon the past year's unfortunate streak of airline disasters to launch their newest old product, Henderson's Parachute Pants. In the 1980s, teenagers got up every morning and pulled on a pair of rip-stop nylon pants with more zippers than any garment should ever have. But these pants were all bark and no bite, except around the delicate chafing areas. Not so for Henderson's Parachute Pants 2.0. Unlike those earlier versions, these modern upgrades have an actual parachute sewn into each and every pair. No more fretting over falling to a fiery death inside the fractured hull of some discount foreign airline that can't seem to remember to charge the batteries in their black boxes. Now, if the airliner you're aboard finds itself in distress, simply kick your way clear to an exit door, bash that sucker open, and step with confidence out into the wild blue yonder. Now... When you reach the optimum altitude during your free fall, the built-in altimeter warning in your pants will sound... Caution! Caution! Which is your cue to unzip, reach in, and yank your ripcord. You'll then float to Earth just as smooth as the silk that just deployed out of your rear end. Originally designed for Chuck Yeager, Evil Knievel, and the White Knucklers Flying Club, Henderson's Parachute Pants 2.0 are available from the same machines at the airport where you can buy flight insurance. That's Henderson's, makers of fine outer garments for your lower extremities since 1834. And now back to Sacatash. Thank you, Bill Haywatt. Wow, I have not heard that one in some time. Whew. Well, finally tonight, we've got Day Drinking with Gary and Elliot from Audio Up. Its show description says, A cocktails and comedy podcast featuring American comedy treasure Gary Anthony Williams, home mixologist Elliot Blake, and an entire raft of celebrity guests who stop by Gary's house for a daytime tipple. Every episode has an original cocktail, a funny, unrehearsed, heartfelt chit-chat, and sometimes a second cocktail. Subscribe, won't you? I like that. They put that right in the description. Reminding people that subscriptions is how people know that their podcasts or soundcasts are doing well. So this clip is from January 18th of 2019. <laughs> I had to go back a ways. Uh, the guest is Dana Snyder. And I really wanted to hear um, his voice on a, on a soundcast again. Seeing as how Safe Space uh, with Dino and Dana is no longer being... Uh, what is it called? Potted? It's just no It's no longer being archived to a listenable form. I don't even know if it's live anymore, but that's another thing. On this soundcast, this is episode 29, and its description says, Master Shake himself, a.k.a. the hilarious Dana Snyder, joins Gary and Elliot for a chat about his career as an adult swim mainstay and a unique take on a Gibson cocktail. Before we stop the show... All right. And, and keep going down this yeah. this rummy rum aggregate. I should have brought a bottle of you, rum. I, you well, did. You did. Next time. You've literally done everything right so far. <laughs> uh, Elliot. Yep. But he did not request a rum aggregate. Nope. When we asked his, nope. his favorite drink, nope. he said something else. Vodka Gibson. A vodka Gibson. On the rocks. Right. Yeah. But That's what, my stock 
that's if you were going on like if you were about to go on a hiking trip right now and you're like I oh, I need to take a drink with me on this hike right right you, you gotta stay your- hydrated <laughs> yeah. pack up the Gibson shake them up absolutely but that's what you, right what you don't know about Elliot is he has his cocktail book he's made create oh. 100 cocktails a home bar guys deep dive into the art of cocktail creation and Elliot Blake has decided to make you something mm. that he thinks you're gonna like based solely upon. His go-to cocktail. Yep. And Elliot oh. has a, is it an intuition or an out, an out-tuition about it? I'm going to say it's an out-tuition. Okay. I'm oh. gonna, it's an out-tuition. I take it in and yep. then I put it you out. throw it right yep. out. Throw it right out. Nice. Yeah. What did you decide to Snyder? Well, uh, we're going to stay on, on the Gibson tip. Mm. Uh, uh, vodka, Gibson. the Debbie Gibson. Oh, yeah. made you the Debbie uh, Gibson. I, of course, now the Debbie Gibson reference, the music, the lyrics went right out of my head, so I can't. It's a Gibson, make but the just joke. has like yeah. sprinkles on the yeah. rim. So this is going to be a vodka Gibson, uh, a tomato water, vodka Gibson. Oh, whoa! Tomato water. Tomato water. Now. <laughs> You may be thinking uh, to yourself, what the hell is tomato water? Spaghetti sauce. <laughs> there is spaghetti it's, sauce. It's, Paul tomato ju- yes. it's a little, it's a little new. Yeah. Like little when you ones. when you get all the spaghetti sauce out, you're like, there's a little bit more in there, and I'm not going to throw it away. Then you yep. mix water in a jar and yep. shake yep. it up so yep. you get every that, last little bit out. And put it in your Debbie Gibson. There you go. I'm pulling the tomato water. water out of the cooler right now. Oh, okay. So we get to see it. So you're into, gonna get to see. It. Is this the first time you've ever made a tomato? It's 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 a ye- light yellow wow. color. That's so it looks it's like, really yeah. clear. I did not expect. Are you gonna take a picture of that? Like that? Yeah, I didn't okay. expect. Yeah, that looks like. So uh, so what you this, know, So what you do is a pretty good year to make your own. <laughs> no, I mean seriously, like if you had not like, too much to right. So to make your own tomato water. You don't want to talk about it? I really don't. Okay. <laughs> so you, when you're going to do this is you get some nice tomatoes, ripe tomatoes, okay. and you put them in a food processor or a blender, and you give them a, a, a nice blitz yeah. to kind of liquefy them. And then uh, you can put them, in a, put them in a big strainer that's either lined with several layers of cheesecloth, or if you're going to use – or you can use uh, uh, like a sock. paper – you can use a sock, a dirty okay. sock, um, if you want to get case, some I flavor. Use a sock. Um, yes. For, for Dana, I used some socks. Perfect. Uh, no, I used a uh, uh, cone coffee filters. So, oh, sure. um, you know, because, you know, they catch all the grinds, right? They're yeah. the grounds for when you're making coffee. So, I actually, I, I, I double-stacked uh, the coffee filters and put them over a big jar. So, that's and a double-filtered tomato water. So, it's double-filtered tomato water. And so, what happened, you put the solid, you put the blitzed stuff into the, the, the uh, filter, and then you cover it up, and you let it sit in the refrigerator overnight. So, basically, around 24 hours. And it just filters out, and you get all the essence of the tomato with none of the solids. And so this stuff, and you, a little pinch of salt, just to kind of help it release all of its juices and just to season it a little I'm bit. So how's the where's the red? Where's the red? The red stays behind in the solids. That's why it's a little bit just a little bit orange. But if you it's not it's yellow it's, like a, a little light bit, urine. A, yeah, but if it's you like smell it, like a very it, high, well hydrated urine. Yeah, but yeah, if you, you smell it, it doesn't smell like pee at all. I don't believe it. <laughs> it smells. I, it smells like fresh, fresh tomatoes. Yeah, it smells like yeah. Like, that's, un, that's like raw, get. fresh tomatoes. Yeah. It really does. Yeah, there you it go. doesn't smell like tomato sauce. Right. Spaghetti sauce at right. all. So, so. It's very uh, disappointing. Okay. <laughs> I mean, in a good way. He it, loves a tomato yeah, sauce. I was really looking forward to this. Oh, man. All right. Well, next time I'll make you a tomato sauce, Gibson. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, I'm going to make this, I'm gonna make this drink episode. now. It's right. one and a half. So, the tomato water Gibson yep. uh, is one and a half ounces of vodka, uh, an ounce of dry vermouth. Uh, I I like the Dolan. 
uh, dry vermouth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, an ounce of the tomato water. Two dashes of celery bitters. Because this is a savory cocktail. I kind of want to oh. enhance that. Uh, and then we're going to garnish it with cocktail onion. And I, I want to... I want to just give a shout out uh, to our friend Souther, our friend Souther Teague, uh. who was so disappointed when he came on the show in our fourth episode, and he told me that his his go to cocktail was a Gibson, and I didn't have anything that was related to that in my book, and I actually was still writing the book at the time, and he he got it like a whiskey drink, and so Souther. Uh, at least we finally got a Gibson on the show for you. Next time you're here, we will make you. And what's we the name of this one. one? This one's just a tomato water Gibson. Oh, wait a minute, but Dana Snyder. A Dana is Snyder the guest. Gibson. Oh. We need to get a Snyder uh, name to it. Yeah, we can get another yeah. name right now. This is the basic name is okay. tomato water Gibson. Maybe once we're lubricated with it, yeah, inspirational. Yeah, yeah. Right now, I'm thinking like the Dane Gibson. Dane Judy Gibson. Dane Judy. Can we do that? Yeah. Dane Juicy Gibson. Dane Juicy Gibson. This show has not posted an episode since Steely Dan Day of 2020. Steely Dan Day, of course, is May 19. Uh, it's not my joke, but I will gladly spread it. In fact, I'm not sure where I first heard that joke. It might have been on Comedy Bang Bang. might have been Scott Ackerman or Paul F. Tompkins or one of them. If it's not, if anybody knows who originated that joke, um, let me know. But in the podcasting world, I'm pretty sure I first heard it on either Comedy Bang Bang or perhaps Freedom. It really does feel like something that I heard when uh, Scott Ackerman was on something. But, you know, I listen to lots and lots of soundcasts, so it's hard to say. Um, anyway, you can find the show on Twitter at Gary and Elliot, and that is capital G-A-R-Y, capital A-N-D, capital E-L-L-I-O-T. You can find the guest, Dana Snyder, at all lowercase D-A-N-A-S-N-Y-D-E-R. Gary Anthony Williams' Twitter is at capital G-A-R-Y, capital A, capital W-I-L-L-I-A-M-S. And Elliot Blake is at all lowercase E-L-L-I-O-T-B-L-A-K-E. Well, that's it. The first show of Season 5 in the can and in your ears. Or ear, if it so happens that you only have one. And if you do, I appreciate you taking the time to listen to this all the more. Your one ear has to do the work of a person with two ears, and I'm not sure if most people that have two ears ever even take that into consideration. So for your consideration, I am at least twice as grateful. I think that's how the maths work. I'm pretty sure that's how gratitude works. This next season of Succotash is, as far as I know, going to be released in the same fashion and with the same frequency of season four, which is to say, every week for the foreseeable future. So, tune in next week for Epi 250 when show creator Mark Hershon is back hosting and bringing you content of clippage, chattage, or really whatever he would like to put in his episode. If you are listening to us through a streaming service of some sort, and you'd like to listen to Succotash the moment it becomes available, you can subscribe to us. I know that is how it works on Stitcher, for example, but I'm not 100% sure about the other methods. Could you do me a favor and check that out for me in case I forget to? I'd appreciate that a great deal. I'd also appreciate it if you'd go to www.tysonsaner.com to find links to music, gaming videos, and the soundcast known as Anti-Social Show, which I co-host with Hunter Block. Recently, Mark Hershon was a guest of Anti-Social Show for Epi 91, which is called Word Like Objects with at Hershko, because at Hershko is Mark Hershon's Twitter account, if you'd like to show him some love there. That's at H-E-R-S-H-C-O. Incidentally, if you Google... Sounds by Tyson Saner. It is the easiest way to find Antisocial Show, other than going to the aforementioned TysonSaner.com. Of course, you can find this show's archive at www.SuckatashShow.com. 
which is S-U-C-C-O-T-A-S-H-S-H-O-W. And feel free to do so. You're almost guaranteed to find something that you'll enjoy listening to. If you, in fact, do, and you'd like to express your appreciation in some way, we would really appreciate it if you would share us with other people. It's what we mean when we ask you to please pass the succotash. You've been listening to Succotash Clips, the comedy soundcast soundcast with your host, Tyson Saner. Brought to you by Henderson's Pants and... Imagine your company's name right here. Find us on the web at SuckatashShow.com, on iTunes, on Stitcher Smart Radio, on SoundCloud, on YouTube, on Donder, on Blitzen, on iHeartRadio, and on... <laughs> a laughable app. You can hear us streaming and like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Suckatash Show. Email us at TysonSaner at SuckatashShow.com. Or call into the Suckatash hotline at our toll or call number 818-921-7212. That number again is 818-921-7212. You can also upload clips from your favorite comedy soundcasts directly to us by using our direct upload link at itail.com slash you slash Succotash. Production of Succotash is overseen by Joe Paulino through the auspices of Studio P. Sausalito, hosted by Tyson Saner. Our executive producer is Mark Hershon. Our musical director is Scott Carvey. Our booth assistant is Kenny Durges. Until next time, I'm your loyal booth announcer, Bill Haywatt, reminding you to please pass the succotash. Goodbye. This has been a succotash patch production. <laughs> <laughs>